I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Uh, a grown-up a grown friend of mine, one whose name you might even know, someone that is a we, member we of Jackass cast, which, whose name I won't say, say, but he was telling, he was recalling this one night that he had a run-in with a woman, and he's like, I didn't have a condom, so this was early on in his showbiz career, too. He probably grew much more reckless and promiscuous, but he's like, so I had this, like, piece of plastic from, like, a, a skateboard wrapper or something and, and, a, and a rubber band, and I tried to use it as a condom. I used that as a condom, and I, like... That's so gross. And I couldn't get it up, and then she was on top of me, and then she just spit a big loogie on me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Pontius. This is my wife, May. And I, I think today, just to let, let all the pressure off, we're going to do a little unboxing of our latest product for the world. This here, we proudly present Pontiosaurus. I have mine unboxed. <laughs> of course. It's, as you can see on the bottom, it is not a toy. Uh, it's a stress reliever. Yeah. And uh, I said I'm gonna squeeze mine when I get excited. But uh, yeah, this is something that we've been wanting to, to bring out to the world for a long time now. It's, it's based off you know, the kaiju monster at the beginning of the Jackass Forever movie. One of my proudest moments. Uh, one of one of our technically greatest feats we ever did on Jackass. We knew it would drive everyone wild, so we had to make this. It's it's not to scale, but it's shaped kind of based on the real thing. The real monster. <laughs> it's big. It's good. I don't know what people are going to do with it, but, uh, yeah, we use them to relieve stress. And... Uh, <laughs> It is a choking hazard, as it says on the bottom. So, you know, keep that in mind as you get one, whatever, you know, when you bring yours home. <laughs> but these are very soon going to be uh, available for sale on chrispontius.com. 
This is our first time recording this show, and we figure why plan things, like, let's just let it take a life of its own. Right. And there's a lot of things that people ask me that haven't been answered, like, in interviews, and one of them is, uh, you know, how did this all start? <laughs> and um, I'll tell you. <laughs> it started with skateboarding, actually. All of, all of Jackass, all Wild Boys, all the all these, this career, this life, it all started with being a skateboarder, and I think... Um, from how I got into it was not not the origins of Jackass. How did you get into it? How did I get into it? You know, I never watched it. Yeah, you, know, I you still are not that familiar <laughs> with Jackass or Wild Boys, and you'll you'll suggest these ideas, and I'll be like, "That was on Jackass. That was on Wild Boys." <laughs> like over and over, and and then I realized that you're not you're ne you're never a fan. You never even watched the show, but you happen to be friends with our director of photography, Dmitry Elyaskovich, yeah. and that's how we met. Yeah. And it turns out that years before any of us met, in 1999, I was at a skateboard demo, and I ran into Dmitry in Australia. I ran into Dmitry, who was on tour with Audio Shoes, and um, May lived somewhere in, in the general area of Sydney, and years later, I didn't, I didn't run into May, didn't meet her or anything, but years later, I was at her parents' house, like 16 years later, we were looking at her photos, and I was like, I see pictures from that demo, and I even saw Dimitri, and I was like, oh my God, I was at that skate demo randomly, and I ran into Dimitri, and it turns out that May was there too. But I would have been jailbait. You would have been jailbait at yeah. the time, so it was, a, it was good that we didn't yeah. meet. <laughs> but uh, it, it's amazing that years later, we met through the other person that was there. Right, right. And that's how we And we it was met. his birthday was party. A, and it, it was, was in passing, though, because I was asking where Cheetahs was. Strip club. She, I, heard, I heard a woman asking directions <laughs> to a strip club, and I immediately answered, uh, given the directions. Not that I would know, but um, um, they all ended up having a great time at the strip club. Um, uh, yeah. I had to get home to take care of my dogs. But uh, it, was a, it was only a matter of time before... That was a wild night. Destiny would strike. I know. Dimitri's. It sounded like it was a great night. You guys brought strippers home with you. Yeah. Had a great time with them. But then I went to a Motorhead concert randomly <laughs> and once again ran into May. And that's really when when we start hanging out and um, planning some adventures. And um, that's how, how our life together began. And now... Um, here we are. Here we are with a child and all. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Making this show. So, how did I get into Jackass? I was a skateboarder, and uh, it got suggested that uh, this magazine, Big Brother, that was owned by uh, Steve Rocco, who owned World Industries, um, started. And uh, it was suggested that I get interviewed for the magazine. And I didn't even really want to do it. My friend Thomas Campbell, who was a skate journalist and a good friend of mine, and you know, went on to become this famous artist, but he's like, yeah, I'll interview you and I'll do it. And, and um, I was like, I don't want to do an interview, and, but I did it. And uh, my interview was pretty wild. And I actually, I was, I was, I appeared in the magazine nude, under 18, um, swinging my penis around and uh, it let it set off quite a bang. And from then on, I, he was like, uh, I think you should contact the guys in the magazine. I think you'd be a good fit. So I called up Jeff Tremaine. I was like, I think I should work for your magazine. He's like, I think you should too. And, uh, and then 
I st- I gave him. I had a bunch of like stories I'd written, and um, they published one of my stories called 18 Ways to Be an Asshole." And um, then that's how how it all started. Yeah. And I ran around, you know, doing stuff with Big Brother for the next eight years, probably. And as this time, we would start making skateboard videos, and and really it was just all of our dumb stuff, and and uh, skateboarding was like the vehicle for it. And meanwhile, uh, Spike Jones, you know, was getting really big into music videos, and then we got bought by Larry Flint and ended up in Hollywood, and you know, it just it just evolved into like filming more and less less magazine, and then um, they put up a, a pilot together of, of all the crap that we'd filmed. And I didn't even know what I was going to do on it because it was like Johnny Knoxville was he was asked by MTV to like film like a game show or so or some show. And he didn't really want to do that. But he because he would, had come to Hollywood to like make it as an actor. And um, then in Big Brother, you know, he was doing these self-defense tests and getting letting himself get run over by cars and uh, shot himself with a bulletproof vest and did all these crazy things. And I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just kind of ended up in it. But did you know Knoxville before? I knew he worked with Big Brother, you know, at a point, you know, like years, years into it. Um, I think he knew Spike or, or. That's how he got into it. So, yeah. Um, some, something like that. And, and he, then Tremaine, he, how did he get into Jeff it? Jeff Tremaine, um, he worked originally, he worked for like Snowboarder Magazine or like, uh, I think he worked for a BMX Magazine originally, maybe Freestyling. But um, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. He came he in as like that. art director yeah. for Big Brother, and then he just became kind of the director of the magazine. And uh, and that's how Aaron and Dave, because they were n- snowboarders. Or, no, no, no. Um, Dave was a snowboarder. He worked for Blunt, which was the guy that started DC Shoes. Ken Blocks had a, a mag- like a snowboard version of Big Brother, and um, Blunt actually snowboarding got really huge. It, it got at one time it was the biggest thing in the world, and so Larry Flint. Eventually, Big Brother absorbed Blunt, and Larry Flint wanted to have a snowboard magazine, so he bought Blunt, and Big Brother just came with it. And then snowboarding, like the kind of crashed, and it was just Blunt. I mean, it was just Big Brother. But that's how we we started hanging out with Dave England. And um, but he was a pro snowboarder. Aaron knew uh, Whitey, who was a, a, a snowboard filmmaker, and he was just a guy that worked at like the skate shop, in and somehow, like Whitey brought him into the fold, and no, when when Jack Jackass wasn't really cast, it was just like there was this huge group of us. It's like, just perfect. And, it was and, a perfect yeah, comedy, it, right? It was never like, cast, but and there was different people that we thought would have been in it more, and the people that stuck were just kind of the ones that like really came out to like film. Who? Like who? Like Aaron, he was. He was I wasn't set as a cast member, uh-huh. but like every time there was something to film or an idea, I was there. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to film. Didn't some Clyde, just didn't, Clyde Singleton? Clyde Singleton was supposed to be on it more, but some of the things that he that he wanted to film or they d- didn't work out. Or you, when you're actually filming stuff, like sometimes people realize like they don't really like being filmed that much. Like, and or they like it's um, Clyde Singleton. They were really afraid of because he's black and he had a, a bit called Ghetto Surfing. And uh, it was, he was MTV trying to surf. MTV was. MTV was afraid M- of that, right? MTV yeah. got horrified. He was surfing. He tried to go surfing on an ironing board. And MTV was afraid of the race thing. And so that never got to air. And basically, everything that Clyde mm-hmm. um, wanted to film, who's the funniest guy in the world, like, you know, was race-related. And they were they were scared of it. And um, 
So yeah, that was a topic that really scared MTV. And then as you know, some kid got hurt on Jack, uh, like during we did, we had some bit that with, that had fire in it. And even though we did it with a professional pyrotechnics person, it was totally safe and there's warnings and everything. Some kid lit his skateboard on fire, which had nothing to do with it and got burnt. And his parents tried to blame it on jackass and Senator Lieberman, like, like ran this whole campaign on getting attention from wanting to like bring jackass down. And then MTV got super strict on jackass and like, if we were filming and it showed someone step into the street and it didn't show that the street was closed off, we couldn't use the shot. It got ridiculous. So Jackass was going to get watered down so heavily and just, so we just ended it and thought we'd never do it again. And that was it. You know, I had this little time on TV and then I was going to move on to the next thing in life. And then the idea for the movie came about. Because you could get more stuff and get away with more stuff on, on movies. In the movies, you can, yeah. yeah, you can get away with anything because you just make it rated R mm. and it's different than TV. But that's how the movie happened. Well, thank God. Yeah, thank God. But, uh, the yeah, basically, the lesson to be learned here is, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people that have the same dream as, dreams as you and, and just see where it takes you. I think everything came full circle because like we know a lot of people we do from different circles right we have this giant family of people that know each other because they'd all be people that would meet each yeah. other because they're all of the same mindset and like, that's why tom when you... i met you through just skating just yeah. knowing the skater kids and i was doing yeah this. doing this <laughs> yeah um and in hollywood right i had just moved to hollywood Ira, same same deal yeah, I mean it's it's a small it's a it small is. circle, and That's then why the fact that you know Trip as well, and you've worked with Trip, that tripped me out. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was another thing too, well that, like the well whole. That's why when you go to like Chicago and you run into someone and they happen to know all these people that you know or someone you know, it's just the way it works because of course you would meet that person because yeah. they would know someone that you know. It's I just, think it's a lesson. It's not that random. Don't be an asshole, right? Like, don't be a dick to people you meet because you never know. That's a le that's a side lesson of it, but really, it's just, it's just like people attract other people, similar people. Because I'm scared of that. I'm scared of actually going like, oh, don't you know who I am? And then someone's like, yeah, I do. I do know who you are. Or I'll see them in like a parking lot or at a you know a school kids school event you know what i mean i have like, a big problem with not knowing who anybody is like i've had so many run-ins <laughs> with celebrities in my time in showbiz and i don't know who they are and i end up talking to them for for a long time like who well i've talked about this on another podcast before but uh i ended up meeting uh leonardo dicaprio once he came up to me and he i guess he loves animals and he was talking to me about wild boys and uh, in sharks and all these things and i ended up talking to him for like an hour like and then later that night, like, I, I, like, saw him. He passed by me on the street, like, and said bye. And I was, he was with, like, some gnarly, like, you know, tall woman. And, like, it was probably, like, Giselle or something. Like a model. Like yeah, a like, I was model. like, that, that dude has a ridiculous girlfriend. Like, and then the next day, like, my friend's like, oh, when you're talking with Leo last night, I was like, that was Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, like no way. I had no idea. <laughs> like, um, and then I've met so many celebrities I had no idea that, that they were who they were so but because everyone's so low-key you don't walk into a room and go hey 
I'm so and so or I'm blah blah blah. You yeah. don't. Oh, the you real mean, real you stars. Really, you yeah. don't really walk into a room like that. The like, ones that act like dickheads are the the fly by night stars, like the Jersey Shore people. Like you know, like yeah. I've never met them, but I hear, I I know people that have, and you know the, the ones that are like cool for like a year. I think I think the celebrities that know that they're celebrities yeah. are actually super nice because they just they just know who they are and they're comfortable with themselves. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, one... I've met a lot like living out here and, mm -hmm. and working in the industry that I used to work in. Like you meet a bunch of celebrities and like the nicest ones are the ones that you're just like, oh, oh shit, like you're fucking cool. Like, yeah, the lamest ones are these fly by night ones that are there's a lot of people and all this time I've seen people like that were. Like the biggest thing in the world one year, like especially musicians. And then like, if I said their name, you wouldn't even know them because you forgot them already. And I never knew their name in the first place. But I saw them like getting an award at some stupid award show. But that uh, actually made me think of another thing. Like when you said, uh, you know, would it, the, when people are like, do you know who I am? Yeah. I want to see that happen. I know of it happening <laughs> in people's life. I heard of Andre like Agassi doing it. Julia Roberts, big mistake. Like, you huge. want to do that huge? Yeah, like, a life of being, like, pretty woman. I have been pretty woman. Yeah, um, he has. He definitely a has. A lot of skateboarders have. Like, I know a few, like, pro skaters that, like, you know, when they've turned pro, you know, they look like these grubby skaters, and they yeah. go into the dealership and, like, maybe um, get snubbed <laughs> off, and no one pays attention to them, and then they're, like, fine. And then they walk to the dealership across the street and pull out with a new car, new sedan. <laughs> I know that happened with Alan Peterson. They, Honda, they were really rude to him. He walked across the street to the Saturn dealership, got himself a new Saturn. <laughs> it's a true story. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, Didn't we meet Alan out in Australia? Oh, yeah, we ran into yeah. him. We were doing a show, and we were in the green room, and this dude walks in, and he's just looking at me. I knew <laughs> I knew Alan Peterson very well back in the day. And, um, and uh, we were in a show in Brisbane, Australia, and this guy's looking at me. He's like, just staring, staring at me, and I was like, who's this? And I hadn't seen him in 20 years. He's like, it's me, Alan Peterson. And I'm like, oh, my God. You always did love Australia, and then, then like we had a great time. But... um. Yeah, like, it was amazing running into him. Hey, it's a small world. You know, I just thought of something, like, as, you know, you talk and, like, one conversation leads to another. Have you ever heard of, like, I was remembering, like, a friend of mine, like, when he first tried to have sex, like, was telling me about, like, putting the saran wrap. You've probably had a friend or a friend of a friend's told you about putting a saran wrap around their penis because they didn't have a condom and then wrapping a rubber band around it. <laughs> 
like because it's a makeshift condom like to have sex and uh i remember someone telling me that like when they first tried to have sex like mentioned that it was a friend it was a friend of a friend's but i actually heard him telling the story but i gotta tell you what i since then that was when i was younger uh a grown a grown-up friend of mine one whose name you might even know someone that is actually a member of jackass cast which whose name i won't say say but he was telling he was recalling this one night that he had a run-in with a woman and he's like i didn't have a condom so this was early on in his showbiz career too he probably grew much more reckless and promiscuous but he's like so i had this like piece of plastic from like a a skateboard (laughs) wrapper or something and and a in a rubber band and i tried to use it as a condom i used that as a condom and i like that's so good. And I couldn't get it up. And then she was on top of me. And then she just spit a big loogie on me. <laughs> and um, it was a crazy story. Like, it was the, the loogie part of it just seemed like she was like abusive. But I don't know if it was because she was abusive or like I saw him walk off with the girl, but I knew nothing about her. She, um, oh my God, Chris. She, Jesus. She apparently was a, an employee of European MTV. But, uh, yeah, we're not gonna say. No, no, names. we're not. We're gonna. We're no. not. No, I don't. I would not know her name. We don't, I don't even I do, know where that's, she works. That's the last I saw her. Bro. Maybe it was not MTV. Maybe it was you know Eurovision or something. She we was German. Know. She was German. She sped a loogie on him. Okay. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he oh. walked off with a German woman. He tried to use a piece of saran wrap or plastic and rubber band as a makeshift condom, <laughs> and then be like she sped on him a big loogie. I'd Maybe. Be yeah, I would be appalled too. Like that's ridiculous. Like you th- I don't think it's safe. I don't. No, think, I think it's an insult. I think though. it's just yeah, it's just messed up. Like, were they I, in Germany? Like can you Switzerland? Not... They were. Oh, okay. Well, um, but yeah, he told me that, and I just thought it was ridiculous and hard to believe. But I believe I, 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 I know it was true. The spitting part he told me first, but then the part about the makeshift condom, and I was just blown away that people actually grown men actually do that. Like, and they think it's gonna make sex safe or like. Well, Even you know, sexual. I mean, okay, so that is a skateboard rapper over there. Yeah. That doesn't look cool at all. Like, no, no, and you wouldn't want... Look how flimsy this is. I'm going to get it. It's so sticky. It's... They often have holes in them, too. Well, and this is, this is a good one. That's a skateboard rapper. So he... There's holes in it. Yeah, there are holes in them. So There's he took this everywhere. and he wrapped it around his penis. We attached it with a rubber band. There's a hole right here. It's gone. So you use one of these as a condom. And in a, maybe that's why she spit the loogie on him. Now it all makes sense. I thought she was just an abusive woman. But I think she was insulted. So. I would be. That's an insult. I would be insulted too. Now I know why she spit on him. Now it's weird how when you talk things over, like it all, you know, yeah. the truth comes out. Like. Like first, I was just like, "Oh, what an abusive woman!" Like, or, what a freaky condoms. German woman! Like, now we're like, "Oh yeah, we put now it all makes sense." Yeah, he insulted her with that, you know, in a romantic way. That's disgusting. That's stupid. It's just stupid. Saran wrap would have been better. <laughs> he didn't have any, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I know that he had. I know that I think he had a skateboard on hand that he needed to assemble. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I kind of made up the part that it was a skateboard wrapper. I just. <laughs> I let's edit that part out. Though. Let's save the skateboard wrapper. 
For the sake of stories, this podcast is really coming together. This is way better, way better than the intro part. How long have we been talking now? I never even knew. I never, all these these years of knowing like one part of the story and then the other part of the story, now it all makes sense. It's that's what this show's all about is is, is getting to the bottom of things. So, um, so you have a really famous character. Well, you have a few actually. Like you have Party Boy, you have the Devil, um, Bunny the Lifeguard, Bunny the Lifeguard, um, the Garbage Man, um, and who else do you have? Well, those are those are some of the main ones. Pinus the Barbarian. Oh yeah, that was the at the Bren Fair. I'll tell you, the first one that, that was born of those was Bunny the Lifeguard. And that, I'll tell you the story of that. Okay, please. So before I even filmed with Jackass, I didn't, like like I said earlier, I didn't know what I was going to do on Jackass. And they were going to go film with Knoxville. This is before it was ever on TV. And they were just r- basically running around with a video camera. And uh, they're like, we're going to, he's going to try to jump over the LA River on roller skates. And there's this little gap in the LA River with the little, uh, like sub river going through the middle of it and it's a pretty big gap and he's doesn't know how to roller skate or really do many like sports that take big coordination so knoxville was going to go try this and they wanted to use my truck so they i could haul the ramp and um so i went with them and in my truck i had this thing i called my bag of tricks which was all these costumes so we get to the la river and i just start pulling out a bunch of different things from the costumes my my like i had like some tight like spandex shorts a g-string that a friend of mine gave me from the bargain barn that had never been washed, a flowery bra and bunny ears and these like crazy like wrestler type glasses. And I put them all together and that was Bunny the Lifeguard. And I and I just jumped into filming and I was the lifeguard of the LA River. And that's how Bunny was invented. And it it just that's it just came from my bag of tricks. And that's why like uh, Bunny wears the thong over the the um, ten speed shorts or mm-hmm. the b- biking shorts. It wasn't to like be modest or tease anything. It just I just put a bunch of things together. Yeah. Which I, I think those costumes like speak for themselves. They speak for themselves, yeah. So yeah, that, that's how that's how that. Bunny was formed. In a and it does lead us to another question that people ask me like early on and, and forever, you know, what was with all the thongs? Hmm. I'll tell you what's with the thongs. They're a lot sexier than full back panties. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll tell. No, I'm. I'm just kidding. They are. They are though. But um, the reason why on Jackass the thongs got brought into the fold so much was um, on TV. There's a rule that we want to be naked because everything's just ten times funnier when you're naked for for some reason, and it just is. And also, when you're naked, it you once you you like take all your clothes off, you don't have any more. You have nothing left to lose, so you really it really strips you of all your inhibitions, and that's when you feel totally free to like, like be yourself or, yeah. or just film. Yeah. That's when you're ready, and uh, so anyway, you want to be naked, but you can't be naked on TV. But there's a rule: if you have something in between the butt cheeks, it makes it not nudity as far as the TV rules go. So whether it's a piece of tape you run down your butt crack or a g-string, that it's a loophole in the rules. So that's why we wore the thongs. So it doesn't matter how thick. No. Just, just something. The rule is no spreadable cheeks. So like mm-hmm. sometimes if you're watching Jackass, you'll see like a piece of duct tape down someone's butt crack mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just as long as there's something covering the crack, it's not nudity. So that's how we got away with, with it all. And that's why we wore the G-strings. I mean, there's many reasons to wear them. I, I, just, I thought they looked cool on me. 
And, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but that's also, it, a, you know, a benefit of them was that it allowed us to be pretty much naked without, you know, having to blur anything. Because blurring just looks bad, and it's a lot of work on the editors and and. Oh yeah, you're thinking of post. Yeah, thinking of those. Yeah, <laughs> thinking yeah, about you're the thinking editors. Thinking about the editors. <laughs> I'm not. You're like, oh, I got, no, well, I'm, not, just... I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not really thinking about the editors, but <laughs> not you know to see a, a man totally naked. Not you've not everyone has the stomach for it all of the time. <laughs> Some sometimes none of the time, and it depends on the man, but. <laughs> Ira's going crazy right but, but really in a g-string everyone looks great <laughs> no matter what your body it's type true. yeah it is true it is true though everyone looks great in a g-string because it's like ah, oh, it's true you look good yeah that's why when someone even when i've seen people like when if maybe they're not totally happy with their figure and they wear maybe a little less uh daring bathing suit they actually would look mm. Like more to their to their goals with their desires. If they wore less, maybe less a g-string. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Always. So you should always wear a g-string. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not maybe not as your normal underwear, but when if you're not going to be wearing anything else, you should strip down to a g-string. Yeah. G-string actually, a lot of people don't know it is the original article of clothing. The first clothing that humans ever wore was a g-string thong. Mm. Some people call it. I call it a g-string. G-banger. G-banger in Australia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thongs are definitely a thong over there. Yeah. Yeah, thong. Which G-string was like is here. I looked up the origin here. of the name G-string. I forgot. It stand the G. What did the G stand for? Guy. Gen uh, genital. Guy. Genital, guy string. genital string. They're made for men originally. Okay. <laughs> See, I was guessing. No, no. Guessing. <laughs> no, I I can't remember. Um, something stupid though. That didn't make sense, but. But uh, we'll call it. We can call them thongs. Um, I, I just think g-string sounds funny. But yeah, like um, that is the original article of clothing that people wore because, you know, when you're running around, like when people weren't quite people yet, you know, they were somewhere in between. Uh, you know, it was a, a simple thing to make, but you have to protect that part of your body if yeah. you're not wearing clothes yeah. because hygiene. obviously, yeah, hygiene. for hygiene, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, have you ever been camping? Uh, you, the audience, I'm speaking to right now out in the jungle and had to like use the restroom and early in the morning first thing you woke up and all of a sudden you look down there's a mosquito on your private spot it's horrible or like, a tick or, or a tick a yeah tick. i've had both and it's and i'm i'm you know pretty comfortable in the outdoors type of guy as you know yeah yeah um but i hated it i hated the tick on me and i hated the mosquito on on me and I wish I had a G-string handy. But was the tick like anywhere near? The tick was right above my wiener. Okay. It was in Australia where you know ticks are horribly oh, bad. Ticks are I was camping shit with Thomas Campbell. There. We were on a surf trip up the coast. Camping in his van. I woke up and I felt something big like right. Was it, was, did it have like blood oh, yeah. in it already? Yeah, it was attached. Oh, it was God. attached in the Yuck. middle of the night. And I, How then did I you looked get up, it off? I looked up Australian ticks and, and they're did like, Did you burn it? I pulled it right out. No, I think you're supposed to you're get supposed like to a, a, a match I think and I then you blow it out and one. then you stick it right on because the head's still I've hot. Done, I've done, I've used that technique and I can't, I used one or the other on this one. Um, and then you pop it in the fire and it, and it like it goes. I was just in the right bed on the it, side of the road. Okay. But, but uh, I might have borrowed some matches or something. I got it out real quick. Because it's not good because you can get an infection because uh, the little It can little cause bits. paralysis, these yeah. Australians. 
So, Lyme yeah, disease. I, I had a little Australian guidebook and I looked up ticks right there. And I was like, I better get this out of me. Actually, I was already getting it out of me. But uh, yeah, then the mosquitoes on your on your private parts are horrible. So that's when G-strings yeah. came about, you know. And, you know, like the natives swimming around the Amazon, if they go pee in the river, you know, that little catfish could swim your urethra. Oh, yeah. Through it and What's the ca- catfish called? Like it's the called a, ca- a kanduru. Kanduru, yeah. And it could ruin your life. Yeah. So when you're in the Amazon, you know, it's not the piranhas. Don't the pee in the water. Or the anacondas you have to worry about. It's about peeing in the water. Yeah. Do not pee in the water. Pee, pee on the riverbank. Wasn't there a guy that, like, he put a net around his penis? Like, remember? We were watching... A skateboard? The... No, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> skateboard rapper. I think it was a skateboard rapper. No, but, like, we were watching that show, like, was it 90 Day Fiance? It was. And he went into the Amazon and he put, like, a, a net. He bought a special net for the penis. i got to tell you something about the Amazon. Though. Okay. You want to pee in the Amazon? No. The Amazon <laughs> River is... They always warn you about piranhas and, you know, crocodiles, caimans, actually, and anacondas. But the thing, you, yeah, of course, you have to worry about is the little things. It's always the little things that will kill you. But you probably know that already being from Australia. But anyway, the Amazon, what some people don't know is piranhas are the most skittish fish that you ever have yeah, met. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you, it's next to impossible to try to film in the water with piranhas. I actually watched a documentary about a guy trying to film piranhas in the wild and he had to travel far and wide to like try to get it we had all these piranhas like like eating like some bait like jumping out of the water and everything cleaning out cleaning like it out real quick the minute you jump in the water they're gone like i think it's like a dying animal if it's a dying animal it's a dying animal and it's like the blood it's attracted to the blood and and i I think it's more like if you want to swim with with them i think it's fine or try to film them It'll, it won't happen. This The guy finally went to this place called the Pantanal, which is this other wetlands in Brazil that um, in a completely different region where it's really clear and he was able to get footage, but it's, it was next to impossible to do it. But yeah, so piranhas, whenever you hear someone's like, be like, oh, you wouldn't go in that river, there's piranhas there, they'll strip you in five seconds. Nah. They don't know what they're talking about. No. It's a hoax, it's a, it's a tale. And on Wild Boys, we did learn a lot of these things. But what about the uh, caimans and the crocodiles and Well, the spectacle caiman, and, so. they're small and pretty much harmless. But the black caiman, no, that'll kill you. Okay. But, but, um, but. Chick. There's also, yeah, the anacondas, I, you know, when. Don't pee, don't swim, but you can hang out with the piranhas. But I think the, the, those. It's fine. The, it's a black caiman, which which it doesn't look at all like a caiman. Most caimans you imagine, you know, are like basically like small alligators or small crocodiles, right? The black caiman is this giant beast that is like probably one of the biggest members of the crocodile family. How big? Oh, like <laughs> no, no, they're like you know like they're they're just as big as like a, you know like most crocodiles. Like they're they are they're enormous, and I mean I've seen an enormous one. As big as, you know, your average Nile crocodile, but stockier, you know, maybe not as long as your Australian crocodiles, but, but, uh, you know, just as ill-tempered. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, crocs just are, as dangerous. Crocs are everywhere. They're, they're all. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. There's so many more types of crocodiles than people know. And alligators, alligators, crocodiles, um, gavials, caimans, any members of those family, they're all over the tropics. And... If if uh, the, the people don't know that they're there so often when they yeah, are there, yeah. like when when you're in Florida or in a waterway and you see one on the riverbank, if you jumped into that into that swamp with a snorkel on, 
If you saw one on the river, there's probably 20 just yeah. below. Like, and I've done it before, and I was like, whoa. Like, there was, like, it's shocking. But they, if you act, I, I have another thought on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, w- one of the things we did on Wild Boys was, was swimming around. We spent a lot of time in the swamp, because swamp is where awesome animals live. And I wondered, like, in my time in the swamp, like, why we'd swim around down these canals um, with Manny Puig, you know, and there'd be such little room sometimes, like, you'd be swimming, and s- the water would get really shallow, and, like, under you, passing under you a, an alligator, like a giant alligator, like, where its whole back rubs against your body going the opposite way you are, and then you're going the, and just like that, and, like, like whoa. Like, well, I wonder why he didn't eat me. Like, So he thought that you were also an alligator. That's what I deduced. Then, like, months later, I see, I hear about some guy swimming in the canal in Florida getting his arm bit off, and I'm like, why didn't they do that to us? And I realized that it was the way we did it. Yeah, we were acting. You were, you they thought were we were alligators. Chill. We were swimming you were chill. things on. You were swimming we were like, just basically like acting them. like alligators. Yeah. And I think... I don't think we realized it at the time, but I think that's why it was cool. Well, isn't that why people get attacked is because they're in a panic? Like I think they're just not act, that... they're more probably acting more yeah. like prey, like splashing about, acting right. like they're a herd animal. Mm. Like that's what attracts them. Like but yeah, we were just actually they probably just took us for another alligator. And I think we And there's such like know primitive... that from the, you know, the shark. Yeah. With, oh with yeah, poopy, with sharks so... too. Yeah. Basically you act like prey, you get treated like prey. And a lot of things in the in the animal world, just like humans, like are the same. Like, oh, this thing runs from me. It must be something that I'm supposed right, to eat. Right, right. Like, so that's why you just gotta, yeah, you know. A lot of things in, in nature, like if you do the opposite of what its instincts tell it, then it doesn't. It's like, oh, that's not in my programming. Yeah. Like, oh, sharks coming. But why is this thing swimming towards me? Like, you swim right towards it if you can do it. It's very counterintuitive, but it doesn't know what to do. That's not. It's not in its mm. programming. Like. Oh, uh, this is not food then. What animal would you and we're be? we're actually pretty big. What animal would you be most scared of in the wild? If like you, like, you know, with your experience and stuff like that, like what would you be most scared of? Like In the wild? In the I'll wild. I'll tell you the animal I'm most afraid of it is not a wild animal is bulls because they don't act mm. like wild animals at all. And I'm not really terribly afraid of, of I mean, I'm, I'm not an idiot either, but like, but I don't like messing with bulls, like just because they're not—they don't act like wild animals. They're actually these fighting bulls. They're bred to like just be aggro towards people. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. not natural. Like, so they're horrifying. But this—but I don't. Cause that's not a wild animal. What wild animal am I most afraid of? I don't like messing with big cats, just because they're just like a, a like when a little cat like they're unpredictable. Like it could be totally cool. But then all of a sudden, cat, you know, just like your house cat, they get a wild idea and like want to go like that out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, you know, but it's with the giant cat and then it just decided to swat you out of nowhere just because it's being a weird cat. And then you're dead, like, because it was huge. But I've had some, some scary things with big cats before. But that's probably what I, I, but I'm not afraid of them. I mean, I, then again, you know, like I will, I would go film with them. I, I think they're rad. Um, like I think a lady just got attacked by a bison, like uh, recently. A lot of times when I because I think the bison are, are, I mean I'm scared of bison. They don't want to deal with people too. But when I've seen people that get attacked by bison, they usually kind of had it coming. They were trying to instigate it. Like I saw a guy when I was a kid throwing grass on a bison because he wanted, yeah, you know, it, it to like, sta- like, like moose, stand up for his photo and attack him. Moose like attack people like yeah. in during main season. Don't they they'll they come kill everyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah they kill people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they look so cool. 
That's the other time of when you don't want to swim with alligators. When they're killing people? No, no, oh. the moon moons. <laughs> like, don't you think they like, do look moose, cool when they're like, attacking like, people? Look like, cool, like, they're super cool. They looking. look nice. But they, they do look, look cool like, when they're nice. attacking like, people Like they've too. got this, like it's they're pretty and they've, they've got this small body. <laughs> I thought you I said they look cool when they were attacking. Oh, they look cool. But they do look cool when they're attacking. Oh, too. everything like, looks <laughs> cool. But um, yeah, any during mating season, that's when. All animals can be dangerous. Like that's the other thing. Time when alligators will just attack you. Oh yeah, because of mo- they don't they eat moose too. No, they don't live in the same places. Oh, okay, they, they probably would. I don't know. They probably would have weird interactions if they did meet. But they don't. They live so far apart from each other. Like one's more of a subarctic animal. You know and one's so more much tropical. about animals. I've been studying since I was a kid. Like since I could, like look at books since. I know it's like actually I'm, I'm amazed because like I'll point to an animal and Chris will know every like species and subspecies of it and i'm like wow he's really smart like chris is actually kid... really smart like <laughs> he's actually really really smart when i was a kid i went i was planning to be a zoologist and i i got i was really into animals i even gave like an animal report to my class every week for briefly oh yeah what was your favorite animal my first animal i reported on was maybe a pangolin i think the first one i did it was whatever like my favorite animal at the moment was. Pangolins were always one of my mm-hmm. favorites, and hyenas are a big favorite. Yeah. Kangaroos I liked for a while. He wanted a to kid. name our child hyena, and I was like, if no. it was a girl, okay, yeah, and I was like, no, um. <laughs> like I'm not naming a girl like hyena Ponius, hyena Ponius. Well, you named our son Axe. Yeah, I know, but I'm um, but that's different though. Hyena, like <laughs> it's a rad name for a girl. Um, but uh, yeah, hyenas are, are like they're one of my favorites. They always will be, and, and I love seeing them in the wild. They're such a smart animal. They're an animal that you should be afraid of. And a lot of people that we've worked with in Africa, like like animal like wrangler or just animal expert people, are more afraid of hyenas yeah, than yeah. any lion. I remember meeting yeah. that hyena, yeah. and and uh, he's like, okay, don't get close because they'll he's the he's super smart. You. Oh, was it a he or a it was she? a she? She's she. A, the the female. It's a matriarchal society, right? With the and longest the, the, the females mock penis, right? They have a mock penis. So hyenas have a mock penis. The females have a mock penis, and they have a, a um, mock um, scrotum as well. Mm. Which so female hyenas have complete control of who they mate with. Their their genitalia allows them to be to decide. No one takes advantage of a female hyena. And they're much bigger they're than the males. Hyenas of work. Oh yeah. Ah, I don't know. They they uh, they're they'll a matriarchal just, society. They'll just kill you. But they they're really smart. And like when we did that like hyena football toss. Yeah. We were actually at this place in in Africa where this dude had taken in all these hyenas and he just had them in this giant ranch running around. And he was friends with them all. It was bizarre. Like this, these hyenas loved him. Like and is they he weren't, still alive? Yeah, 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 definitely. He's they're they're not tame. They're I don't think you can really tame them, um, but they were just like his friends, and they did like cuddle him, like they they see him and they'd be like ah, like like, dog like the bear guy. Like yeah, I mean, that's they just love them. Yeah, and so we had these hams, you know, and we're throwing them around, and they they very quickly figured out like like if one guy throws the ham, you know, instead of running to that guy, like have one hyena guard the guy because he's gonna throw the ham back. They figure you out so fast. He's like axe, axe figures they, you they out really out, quickly. Yeah. Like they're you they're can't one of the smartest animals, yeah. You know, and they're way bigger than people think they are. And actually, they're not the scavengers that people think they are. Usually, it's the lions trying to steal their yeah, kills. Yeah. 
And the, also another thing about hyenas makes them rad is, you know, they're not the most graceful runners, but they can run for like a day. So like when they're chasing some like Impala or like anything zebra, you know, the thing's like faster than it. But then, you know, the hyena just doesn't give up. And then it's like, all right, I've been running for an hour. And it looks like way in the distance, the hyenas are still coming. Like, you know, they're just like. They're like zombies. Yeah, they, still, they don't stop. They still go. It, yeah, and, and eventually they're going to catch up. Yeah. And no, that's true. I, I remember. Yeah, reading, yeah, he's like, going to run all day. But I have, I did come across some, we were in Kenya and um, we were supposed to, we'd been filming like all night and we barely got any rest in the morning. We had to film, get wake up like super early. We got lost and, and uh, we, finally we got back at like four in the morning. We slept two hours and we we're supposed to film like this air balloon safari, like go over the park in an air balloon. And I was in the air balloon and I like, before it got too high, I jumped out of it and I just I just was like, it felt like running down the trail. Sorry. And so they went in the air balloon. They saw like a lion with a fresh kill. And I was running. And when they landed, I got naked. And I saw these hyenas. And I was, I guess I was delirious. And even though I talk about how afraid I would in be of hyenas. In a string or no? Totally naked. Oh, just <laughs> Naked I, Except for my belt. My naked natives outfit. Naked yeah. navy. Yeah. So, and I went running after the hyenas naked. And they, they kind of <laughs> flipped out. And they ran away. <laughs> they're just like who is this naked dude with and a they, belt yeah just a belt on they ran <laughs> who's this naked belted yeah. man and looking back on it it was kind of foolish of me like but i was just like i was just like because naked natives was a, a mainstay of we do whenever we saw like you know a few giraffes like when we were going on the road we'd just get naked and go running after them and it was just like this like running gag on wild boys because naked natives was something me and my brother invented when we were little kids um We'd uh, we'd like run around the. I grew up like in the country, and we'd run around the the um, the lands, like the fields, like naked except for our belts. Like we'd see natives on, in like, shows, or whatever. <laughs> and, and um, well, I wanted to be like them. I always wanted to be like a native living in the jungle. And um, so then my brother would just do what I did. So he was naked one day. We had a friend whose mom was very like a very nice woman, but really more conservative than our family. And she came over to pick up her son. And uh, she walks in the front door and my brother, she didn't know my brother was hiding like on this window seat behind the door and he just dives on top of her back naked. And she's like, ah. And a uh, naked native got her. And uh, she didn't know what to do. She wasn't prepared. <laughs> and uh, so I think, um, yeah, the hyenas, uh, I think, I don't know. They, yeah, they did take off. I think they were just kind of startled by me. I don't know. But yeah, you shouldn't do that. And also I ran, I later realized that it was a really stupid place for me to be running in the first place because the guys in the balloon saw like a lion sitting by like some Impala it had just killed. And like, I just was like walking down the track. I'd like took the, the safari on foot. Uh, and the idea on, of it. Did you have shoes on? I had some flip-flops, some thongs. Thongs. <laughs> yeah. Thongs are also what you can wear on your feet, like flip-flops. In Australia, you call them that, don't thongs. you? Thongs. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's when it forms that Y makes um, sense though yeah it's the same thing as what you wear on your body so i yeah but yeah i i uh realized that this was like in in the wild early morning is like when like it's like dinner time or it's like it's almost yeah, like yeah. dessert like everyone's just like kicking back next to like their meal and it's a it's a hot time for animals especially sharks too oh we'll talk about that next time yeah well, I think this first recording was a success. We learned things that we should have really known already, 
But uh, I know, I know, I know. Especially about why that German girl spit on <laughs> on our friend, um, and that he and actually not deserved spit. it. Loogied. Loogied. Um, and we had a great time. Spit is like. Puh. No, she loogied on. Loogie's like a. Like and he a had it coming. Snorting it up and then spitting it. Out. That's there's a lot of thought. All these years. She was just misunderstood. He deserved it. <laughs> so next time you spit on your friend. <laughs> or you get spit on. Maybe you should think, do I, maybe I have it coming. Maybe <laughs> you put a skateboard wrapper around your penis. <laughs> I've had a stranger accidentally spit on me. I've spit on a stranger. Like I was walking and he spat. But then he helped me clean it up and it was really nice. And he spat on my oh. shoe. Like I was walking, oh, I was in, I was in Brooklyn. Nice I was that. in Brooklyn, and he was like, "That's a very Brooklyn thing." That was happened. a very Brooklyn thing happened. I spit on a guy's car once, <laughs> and, and in the morning I was a little hungover. I, I did a big loogie in a car. This Mercedes just happened to be riding right up to me, and the guy oh. got pissed, wanted to fight with me, and I, I apologized. I was so sorry. And he still wanted to fight. I was like, and then finally I blew my top. And uh, he was kind of a, a brutish guy too. And then you spat on him. Jeff Jermaine was driving the car. He was trying to get away from him, and I was like, I was like, and I was like. I was no. I was like, I look. I said I was sorry. I didn't mean. It. I just spit and, and it happened. You know, car pulled up. If you want to start a fight over it, fine. And like and you, I, I said, and it in you much wrapped him up in, in plastic. I, was, I wrapped him up in cellophane. <laughs> what if it was a wild elephant? I'd wrap him up in cellophane. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, no. But that, that reminded me. I was at the skateboard contest in Encinitas is when I was about seventeen, and a car turned around a corner. You guys being skateboarders will love this. It went around a corner and almost hit me and my friend Tony. And so I spit a loogie on the guy. It was this guy and his girlfriend. And he thought he was tough. And then late, of, about of a little while later, Frank Harada comes up to us. And he's like, hey, did you guys spit on a guy? And, and, uh, and Tony's like, Chris did. And he's like, he almost ran us over. And, and the guy was there like, to, like all riled up, ready to fight somebody. And he starts yelling at Tony. And I was staying right there. And he didn't even, and, and Tony's like, I didn't spit on you. And, and he was obviously yelling at the wrong guy, and, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I spit on you." And, and uh, but he, yeah. Oh, I think a child oh, is is crying. Right. I can hear him. You guys, thanks for joining us. Sorry about the. Loogie. Max just woke up from his nap. We'll go. see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.